Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I am singer-songwriter Ray Lee and your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. Welcome, Ashley Taylor, to A Songwriter Trist. Thanks for joining me. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Why can't a man look at me like I look at Kate? In your own words, can you tell me who are you and where do you come from? Yeah. Um, well, I come from a farm town out in central California called Bakersfield. And uh, it's mm. a, you know, like I said, it's a farm town, but it has a really big, rich musical history, uh, which I think definitely has played a part in my music. So um, for anyone who's never heard of Bakersfield before, um, back in like the 60s and 70s, we were considered like the original Nashville, Tennessee. So we were like a big oh. hub of a lot of a lot of country music that came out of here. Um, so yeah. yeah, Bakersfield is the birthplace of Merle Haggard, uh, you know, Buck Owens, the Bakersfield sound, Dwight Yoakam. So that, that's kind of wow. just like where I come and come from in my background. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, who, who I am as a person, I, I'm a songwriter, I'm a daughter, uh, I'm a fiance. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I really feel like my life can kind of be summed up into, into two things. And it's honestly just music and good yeah. people, you know, like I really, I really try to do things like be a good person. I really try to do things like for my fans. I try to write songs that mm. I enjoy and I think other people will enjoy. And then I try to use whatever success I'm given to turn around and do good with it and just be good people. That sounds like a good life. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. You know, it's, it's, it's success. I, I feel like is such a, I don't know, it means something different to, to everybody. But I, you know, the older I get, I kind of feel like, I really don't know if being successful for me means having like Grammys and stuff. Not that I wouldn't want to have mm. those one day. That's the goal. But, you know, it's, mm. it's really cool to be able to like go back to my hometown and give back to the community or just do something nice yeah. for somebody, whatever that may be. It's, it, it is a good life. You sound like you have a really big heart, which is beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I know you do too. I can tell. <laughs> yeah you're you're super su- <laughs> no no seriously you're like super awesome and super kind and um I totally was like she's you're awesome I, I picked up on it so oh thank you that's really sweet of you yeah of um, course <laughs> so what does success look like for you? you talked a little bit about that just now um I mean cause from where I'm standing I see a, a very successful person just in the fact that you're living an amazing life, you're doing something you love and you've got good people in your life. What other yeah. things are there for you? What, what is it for you? Yeah, I, I feel like I am successful currently. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes with being, you know, like nowadays I, I live in Nashville and I've been here for five years. And mm-hmm. um, when, I, when I moved out to Nashville, like just to kind of give you an idea of why success, success means to me what it does, is uh, mm. when I moved out here, I had never even seen Nashville before. And I literally sold everything I owned and I hopped on a plane and I came out here to Nashville and I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a job and I didn't have a place to live. Mm. 
And I literally just came wow. out here and I, I wrote song after song and I've, I've really just worked really, really hard over the past five years. And I always thought like, man, I won't be successful. You know, like when I first started out, it was like, I won't be successful until I sold a million records and I have seven Grammys. <laughs> and, you know, that was, that was yeah. kind of my attitude. And honestly, what I realized is, you know, here in the music industry, you, you have to really celebrate little victories, you know, oh, yeah. it, it takes time like to, to build your career as an artist and as a writer, you, you know, it's just so different and success means different mm-hmm. things to different people. But I've really come over the past couple of years to realize I am successful because I get to get up every day and I get to write songs and play shows and, you know, meet, go out and meet people and work with other amazing artists. And I have, um, a really great fiance and a wonderful family and my, my puppy. Yeah. And it's, it, to me, it's like, I am successful. And that doesn't mean yeah. that I also don't push myself though. You know, it's like, there are, there are goals that I would just like love to accomplish one day. I would, I would love to play the Grand Ole Opry. I would love to win a Grammy, yeah. you know? And so I work hard to reach those goals, but I don't look yeah. at it as, well, I'm not successful till I hit that point. Yeah. It's so important to have good goals and have dreams and do the best that we can whenever we're doing anything, but you've got to enjoy the journey because if you don't enjoy the journey, you're not going to enjoy the destination. Oh, Yes. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. You you just said it all right there because what good does it do to work so hard to be some version of successful that you think, you know, you have to reach and not enjoy the ride while you're there, you know, and, and you would just be miserable. So yeah, it's all about enjoying the ride. Absolutely. That's so powerful. And I think applies to so many industries, not just ours. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to that core saying that a lot of people wear on their t-shirts now is do what you love. Yeah. I only started really performing live uh, last year. Oh, okay. Um, songwriting forever, but only started performing like I went to my first open mic and did a set the first time after I got back from Nashville. I performed and I just remember feeling like that was my moment. Like I, that was the first mini win that I celebrated. Yes. But it took me 30 years to be able to do that. You know, it was such a huge thing I was so afraid of. And so now I just celebrate. Every time I do something that scares me, I celebrate. And like, I'll celebrate all the tiny wins with everything. I seriously love that. Like, and I just want to applaud you for that though, because, you know, (laughs) like, no, like seriously, like there are so many people like here in Nashville that I've met, like since I moved here where Mm. they, you know, it's like, they don't want to step outside of their comfort zone And, you know, it's like, maybe they want to do music, but they, they don't want to like perform or they're nervous to, and like, for you just to be like, nope, I'm doing it. And to step out and like play an open mic or do something, I just think is so cool, you know, because, uh, I think another thing that is kind of big right now in the music industry is like the whole age factor where I know a lot of people have told me like, oh, you know, I'm not 19. And so therefore I'm just not going to start a career in music. And, you know, I was like, studying it because like, I, I, I just turned 29, um, just yeah. a few weeks ago. And I'm like, I feel younger now than I did back then. And I also feel <laughs> like I know more of like who I am as an artist now, you know, like as yeah. I've gotten older and I, I was like, you know, kind of researching and thinking about it. And a lot of my favorite artists like that are, that have just started to kind of like come out and break the scene are like in their thirties mm. and forties, 
And I'm just like, come on now, you guys. Like I learned that Loretta Lynn, like country music legend, Loretta Lynn, one of my heroes, um, she didn't pick up a guitar until she was 27 years old. And it's like, if she didn't start until then, like, come on now. Like, so yeah, I just, I just love to see people though, like just go out and do it and just celebrate the little victory. Yeah. Just do it. Do what you love and celebrate the little victories, you know, like, I I think that's so awesome. I applaud you for doing that though, because Mm -hmm. I think, I think it can be hard to do sometimes for sure. And I think it's important to remember that your journey is your journey and like my journey is my journey and whatever it is, is amazing. During this podcast, I'm constantly speaking to different people of all ages because songwriters do come in all ages. And the younger ones, you know, will have insecurities about not having enough life experience to write about and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And then, yeah, you have the older ones going, oh, but I'm not young enough. And it's like, but you've got the life experience. So it can be very easy to think it's greener on the grass is greener on the other side. But yeah, all you have is now. Yes. Oh, yes. No, so true. (laughs) I, I remember like, just to be like honest and and vulnerable for a second. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. like when I moved to Nashville, I was 23, almost 24. And, um, you know, I, I didn't start like playing guitar until I was like 17 and I went to audio engineering school. So like I worked in studios and when I, so when I moved out here though, so it's like, I had done music basically like since I was in high school, but, um, I had never sung. That was like not a thing that I'd ever done. And okay, when I, 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 I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, I mean, I always loved music and I loved guitar and I loved recording. And I, I mean, I started like fiddling around with songwriting, like on and off from when I was a kid, you know what I mean? I would just yep. make stuff up and um, when I, when I, when my grandmother passed away, when I was 13, um, I inherited her CD collection and it was like Loretta Lynn and, you know, just Dixie chicks and all this great old country music. And I lost my mind over how great the records were and like the storytelling and, and just mm-hmm. the emotion that these people could convey. And it blew me away. So I became a massive country music fan. So yeah. when I, you know, when I kind of made the trip to Nashville, I moved out here because I wanted to be a songwriter. That was my whole goal in being here. And I was like, I just want to write songs. And I was, you know, I was here for like not, I think I wasn't even here for like a couple of months and I was writing songs with people. I was getting songs cut, like all was good. And everyone kept telling me like, I think you're an artist. And I'm like, I'm not an artist. Like I don't really view myself as much of a singer. I'm like, I I don't know Mm. what you're talking about. And, um, I kind of just wasn't very confident. I guess, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. cause I had never done it. I was older. I'm like, how do you, how do you teach an yeah. old dog new tricks? Like all these other people <laughs> that I see, you know, they've, they've sung since they were a kid. And I'm like, how do I, yeah. how do I compete? And, um, it, my journey just was crazy though, because I just started putting myself out there one gig at yep. a time and just, you know, started yep. doing it. And now I think it's funny. Um, someone thought I had been doing music for like 20 years and I'm like, Oh my God, you are so sweet. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's again, going back to that thing of like, you know, I realized like I am an artist and I love being an artist mm-hmm. and I just work really, really hard on my craft. And I, and I'm happy when people can see how hard I work, um, to be that good. And like, yes, I did get a late start, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. So, um, cause I have the life experience to back it up. So, yeah. It's funny. Cause one of the reasons I was going to be a doctor. 
that was my nice. what I was going to be when I grew up. And I, I did the pre-med degree and I decided that if I had continued and I, I got my um, doctorate like a lot of my friends did, you know, I would be this young, I would have been 25 working in hospitals. I'm like, no one listens to a 25-year-old doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah. One, seriously, you know. And yet if I did, if I was to go back now, I say I've had um, eight years out working and having life, have children and, and go back and do the, the next, I only have to take another four years and I could be a medical practitioner. And nice. I, I know that even though I'd had the same amount of training, life experience just adds so much to mm-hmm. your personality and who you are. And yes, qualification is important, but you know, just because you start life or start learning an instrument later or start songwriting later, it doesn't discount your life and what you've done and everything that you've been exposed to. And that plays a role in what you're doing. You know, it's, it's yeah. still important. So, yeah, I wouldn't, um, wouldn't even consider but saying that you're 27 or 29 now and, and saying that that's a late starter, I'd be like, well, you're just working on some other research before you got started on the other stuff. You know? Oh, um, you know, I think that's so yeah. true. I, I know too, one of my, one of my personal favorite songwriters um, that I really admire is Lori McKenna. And, uh, mm. you know, she wrote like humble and kind for Tim McGraw. And she's, I mean, now she's like won so many awards and is such a celebrated writer here in Nashville, but um, yeah. you know, she didn't start until she was like, 29 or something like just picking up a guitar and going and playing these things. And, you know, I think what, what really shines for her, like what I take away from looking at her career this far is she was a mom, you know? And like when she wrote humble and kind, she just sat down and she was just talking to her kids. She literally writes songs about Mm. her life and her experiences. And she's now, you know, a woman 40, 50 years old. And that is what makes her music so special is because she's lived these, years in her life and it, it, she relates it, you know, to music and yes. lyrics and it just blows people away. Um, cause it's just so honest and real and raw and it, it, it just is what it is and it's beautiful. And that's what we want it to do. You know, that's yes. really cool. Yeah. Um, let's go back to songwriting then. And just so you know, cause you've mentioned artists versus songwriter. I think songwriters, whether they perform or not are artists. I agree. <laughs> so I totally agree. <laughs> and tomorrow, When did you write your first song? Remember that um, story? When, yeah, I remember that story. Um, I was 13 years old, and mm. I remember I was sitting in my grandparents' home in, uh, in California, and my grandmother was a big country music fan. She always had CMT on country music television. And yeah. this girl came off of this four-wheeler singing about being a redneck woman. Um, her name was Gretchen Wilson. <laughs> I don't know if you remember her, but yeah, I, my 13 year old self saw her fly off that four wheeler and I turned to my mom right then and there. And I said, that is what I want to be when I grow up. And she said, what (laughs) a redneck. And I went, hell yeah. And so, um, 
I went and I, I didn't play guitar or anything at the time, but I, I just thought she was so cool and like how confident she was. And just like, I was like, this is the life for me. And so I sat down and I, I wrote these lyrics to the song called country girl thing. And, um, yeah. it's just, it's just country. It's just country. But, um, I, you know, years later when I was in high school and, you know, I I was like teaching myself how to play guitar. I went back and I, I was like, man, I don't know. I just love country music. I love playing the guitar. And so then I kind of tried to put some melody and chords behind it. And honestly, that's a song that sometimes I still even play out today, oddly enough, out of all the hundreds of songs that I've written. But, um, but that was kind of my first, like, you know, dabble in songwriting. I wrote, I wrote a lot of like lyrics and stuff and I, I had yeah. no idea what I was doing. And most of it was just horrible, um, just bad, <laughs> but I was learning, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, just teaching myself to play guitar and just messing stuff up left and right. But that's how we mm-hmm. get better. And that's how we learn. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think some of us need to hear that, that, um, amazing songwriters do write rubbish as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and all artists have to go through that creative phase. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. Cause I even, you know, just like from living in Nashville and, um, you know, like these big hit writers that we all, you know, kind of look up to, um, you mm-hmm. know, we think that they never have bad days because all we see is like, <laughs> oh, you wrote, you know, this song for so-and-so and you have a number one. And, um, all yeah. of them have told me, they're like, man, I just try to write the best song that I can every single day. And sometimes I feel like I do it. And sometimes we don't. But the yeah. important thing is that we keep writing songs, you know, you keep building yeah. that muscle and, we just keep doing what we love to do. Yeah, I love writing songs and I haven't had a hit song yet, but every time I have a new one, it just feels so amazing. And Yeah. I mean, even if no one else likes it, I'm like, I love it. So, you know, that's why <laughs> yeah. I do what I do and I'll have fun recording it and, and playing it for people, whether they like it or not. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just assuming that one day someone will, you know, a group of people will like something that I do in it. even if it doesn't doesn't matter I'm enjoying it no and that's the key thing and I think people can pick up on when an artist actually enjoys their work and what they're writing and what they're playing you know like people pick up on when they see joy in somebody else and what they're doing yeah we're, we're intuitive beings I um I think that helped me with like stage performance I remembered someone saying you know, when you see someone doing public speaking and you can mm-hmm. tell they're extremely nervous, you know, they're shaking yeah. or sweating or, and, and you can, they're so uncomfortable being there that it makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you, yes. you feel uncomfortable for them up yes. on stage. And, and yet I think at the same time, no one's going, oh, that's horrible or they shouldn't be there. You know, you actually just feel sorry for them because they, they feel so uncomfortable because they're, they're in that spotlight and, and public speaking or whatever. And, I think I realized like that compassion all of a sudden I had that for myself and it was mm-hmm. like, actually people just, if I'm comfortable, they'll be comfortable and just have fun with it, you know? And if I'm having fun, then they can have fun. It's like giving the people watching you permission to feel the way you're feeling. And yes. I think that's the power of performing. It's yeah. Such a fun thing. Yeah. When you are writing music, is there, have you noticed there's like a trend or a core message that Ashley Taylor fans will pick up on or you're hoping that they might be getting some sort of 
feeling or vibe for me? What, what's the you know, emotion? When I, when I first started out, um, like I, you know, I put out an EP, a seven song EP and I either wrote or co-wrote every song on there. And when I put mm-hmm. out that EP, I just picked my favorite songs that kind of meant something to me. And I can't say mm-hmm. that I really was like hoping that somebody would, you know, get something. And the response to that EP was more than I'd ever dreamed it would be. But, um, you know, right now I'm actually like working on new music and I'm actually writing for myself as an artist. And I've just really done a lot of talking with my fans, like during quarantine and, you know, asking, asking what they get away, like from the music that I put out and the songs that I play. And, um, I was really happy and kind of surprised to hear that, um, they, there are certain things that I do that they don't really see someone else doing that kind of spoke to them. And so I I feel like a lot of my fans, um, you know, I kind of have the ability to talk about something kind of serious, but make it really funny. Um, a good example of that is like my song cake. Um, uh, I also am very, very, very personal in my writing. So, um, some of the songs in my record are, you know, they're about my hometown. Um, I have a song that I just wrote and played to somebody the other day, um, that is about like when my dad left when I was in high school and, um, just things like that, where they kind of just take away, honestly, my personality and just, you know, this message. So I, I, I think like what I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, um, where it's like, my whole goal is honestly just to like be good people and do good things. Mm -hmm. I I definitely think my fans have definitely picked up on that. Um, and so there's kind of like a hidden theme of just, you know, loving, loving on people and doing the right thing. And it's okay to be Mm -hmm. from a small town. It's okay to love Jesus. It's, it's okay to love your mama. Um, so, um, and, and you can drink a PBR (laughs) on a Saturday night and show up to church the next morning and that's totally okay. Um, so, you know, but I mean, that's just me in a nutshell, like as a person. And so I'm just really happy to see that my fans are kind of really just getting who I am and my personality. And I'm really excited to share this new music that I think, um, you know, now that I'm just way more aware of what I'm doing as an artist kind of really just showcases that. And, and I'm just excited about it. That's amazing. And I can hear that you're still excited about it. And yeah, I hope you continue to love what you're doing and grow and just keep getting better and better. And I'm sure you will. I mean, I have no doubt, but it, it fills me with such joy when I see people light up when they talk about what they're doing and I can hear the smile and the light in your voice. And the, I think there's nothing better in the world than to be following your dreams and following your passion. Um, and that's everyone. And sometimes we get stuck doing stuff that's not necessarily that. And that's okay as well. I did I didn't do my passion for a very long time, and mm-hmm. but I continued to be open and, and look and, and deal with the things I needed to deal with to be able to do that. And um, and that's really important. Yeah, yeah. it is. You yeah. gotta have compassion for yourself, and just we're all where we're at, and not, and we're not none of us are perfect. We've got to keep going. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, it's there's no use in trying to be perfect anymore. Um, you know, we're all not. It's. Um, yeah. I think people, I think people really appreciate and relate to people that are just very honest and genuine about, you know, who they are and where they're at. And I, I think there's something very refreshing about that, that I think people really cling to and appreciate. Yeah. I think if we're all humble and honest, um, we can all accept that every single one of us needs grace in our life. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just part of being human and that 
if we can all have grace for ourselves and grace for each other a bit more, we'll have a much more beautiful society. But, you know, yeah, it takes time absolutely. to realize that too sometimes. <laughs> yeah, very, very um, true. What about co-writing? So is there something that you do before you go into a co-write? Do you have a routine around co-writing? You know, I um, I kind of always, you know, I'm always jotting down ideas or if I get a melody, I kind of put it in my phone. And it honestly kind of depends because, you know, there's, there's me writing for myself as like a, you know, an artist, a singer songwriter, but like we said, all, all songwriters are artists. Um, but if I'm, if I'm co-writing with somebody who's just a friend and we're just trying to write the best song possible, um, Mm -hmm. usually what I'll do is I'll just walk in the room and, you know, I try to get to know them ahead of time. I try to, if they have music out or, you know, if I've heard them play somewhere and I know, kind of, you know, what, what they do, um, with their art, I kind of can tailor it, you know? So if I know somebody is really, really amazing at pop melodies, I'm like, what's an idea that would just go pair great with a great pop melody? Um, you know, or if I'm writing with somebody who's maybe, you know, a a singer who is like, Hey, you know, I'm writing for this album that I'm doing again. I, you know, I kind of study their brand. I study, um, their vocal range. I study, I kind of just really study and kind of, kind of, yeah. Like I paid. Yeah. And, and, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, I think that's why, um, I think one of the things that is, is kind of hard to do that I try to do is I understand that when I write for myself as Ashley Taylor, the, you know, recording artist, it's like, I know that this is who I am and this is what I sing about and this is how I do it. And so I think that's why, Mm. um, why there is a few select people that I co-write with for my own music as an artist I write a lot of my songs by myself, but I've also had a lot of privileges to go rock in the room with somebody who also is an artist. And in that moment, I am no longer Ashley Taylor, the recording artist. I'm Ashley Taylor, the songwriter. And I just want to write the best song that that person is going to connect with and feel comfortable singing with for the next 20 years. You know, that's kind of like my, my goal. So it's a, it's a lot of studying before I walk in to any room, you know, or any write. Um, So yeah, just a lot of studying and, you know, sometimes there are days where I feel like we do a really great job and we get a really great song and we knock it out. There are other days Mm. where, you know, maybe like, yeah, we wrote a song and it's cool, but like, we just had a really good laugh and a really great conversation, you know, and those days are great too. Mm. So, um, again, just try not to take it like so seriously and be so business all the time (laughs) and just kind of try to like chuckle. Like it's, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think studying studying music and artists and what they do or just kind of like preparing yourself for a co-write is, is something that I just find very, very helpful, you know, cause you just, mm. I think it also gives you a sense of confidence, you know, if, if anyone's mm. like a newer writer listening and like wants to start co-writing, because if you've kind of done your homework and you walk in that room, you kind of know what to expect. Um, so you're not really blindsided very much. So I think studying is something that is definitely worth the time and the effort. Where would you tell someone to start if they wanted to start doing that and start researching for themselves? Yeah. So like if someone's a, you know, a songwriter and let's say they want to write with a certain artist and, you know, you guys are scheduled to co-write, what I would do is like, if they're playing a show live somewhere, um, you know, that's close by to you, I would go see them play live. So that way you kind of know what song, original songs they're playing out and, what they're doing. Um, if it's an artist that has maybe music on Spotify, go listen to that and check it out. 
Um, Mm -hmm. I would also go study like their social media and their website because, you know, to get an idea of, you know, their brand, um, and just like who, who they are, because, you know, um, it, it does me no good to have an idea that would be the world's greatest ballad. And then I go walk in the room and I write with this artist who's like this total, you know, rock and roller who is never going to sing a ballad a day in his life. So, um, so yeah, I just think doing that, that kind of basic homework is, is, you know, probably well worth the time and investment because it gives you an idea of who they are, what they sound like, what they're doing musically, Mm -hmm. their goals. And so then you as a writer can, you know, can help write a better song that that artist is going to feel really good about singing about. Um, and that's honestly, I think a huge reason on why I've had as many cuts as I've had as a writer. Um, so I've had, I've had over 30 cuts in five years. So thank you. Yeah. And just last year I had my first major label cut and, um, I'm about to have my second one, hopefully. So not, not saying that to brag, but just saying, um, you know, when you listen to those songs, they probably don't sound like an Ashley Taylor record. Um, but they sound very much like that artist. And so it's, it's a hard line to be able to study someone else and their craft as much as you do yours Mm -hmm. and to pull yourself in and out and to, you know, write something for someone else, but also know who you are and what you bring to that room and how you make that unique. Um, my, Mm -hmm. my fiance is actually my band leader and lead guitar player. And, uh, I always think it's so funny because I can go to a co-write with a, with another artist and we'll be writing like for their album or something. And I'll come home and I'll bring him our little demo work tape recording. And he can literally Mm -hmm. point out, um, and he's like, he's only been wrong like twice in all the, all the years and all the songs (laughs) I've written, but he'll literally sit and listen to that. You know, this other artist singing the song that, you know, we wrote together and my fiance can tell you what he thinks probably he's like, you probably wrote that melody line, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you probably came up with this line. And I'm like, I did. Cause you know why it's something so different from what I do as an artist. There's still that little stamp of Ashley Taylor. So, um, that's a lot of information for people to take in. Hopefully I didn't overwhelm them, but I just think doing research and kind of writing a lot and knowing who you are, it just, it's a growing process. It takes time. There's no exact formula to it, but those are things that I found really, really helped me in my writing. Uh, I I completely agree with you. I think the more you know an artist, especially if they're a recorded artist, like you have your own music out mm-hmm. and then you write with someone else and you listen to songs that they've written but not performed, I I find it the familiar, like it's familiar and there's definitely, I don't, I probably wouldn't be able to pinpoint exactly what it is about the song that <laughs> came from yeah. the other person, like, like your fiancé can. But I can definitely say, yeah, I can see how that artist has been has influenced that song. You know, there's yes. something that gets imparted. And I've noticed that even when I've gone into co-writes and we haven't necessarily come up with a great song, something... I guess I learn or there'll be some sort of inspiration from that that might come out later on as well. So I just, I just take every experience. There's nothing's a waste of time, you know, everything's mm-hmm. a learning experience and it, it adds to, like we talked about before, the, the experience that isn't necessarily um, able to put a number to it or a qualification to it, but it's, it's a part of our life and it, it's what shapes us into who we are becoming. So yeah, I so no, agree. Really cool. I I love your attitude, by the way. Like seriously, <laughs> like 
Yes. Like it's so refreshing. I feel like you and I just like see eye to eye on a lot of those same things. Cause I hear a lot of people sometimes just get discouraged and, and, and I understand why I'm not saying this to, you know, be judgmental by any means, mm-hmm. but you know, some people are like, Oh man, I've, I've wasted so many years in the music industry. And I'm like, well, if you're mm-hmm. doing what you love and if you're growing in it, if you're doing X, Y, and Z. And, and to me, like I look at this person, I view him as being successful in the music industry. And I, when they're like, oh, I wasted so many years. I'm like, what do you mean you've wasted so many years? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand that. So I just, yeah. I, I appreciate your attitude. Like, seriously, it's, it's great. Oh, thank you. Don't get me wrong. I've definitely had moments where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, oh, we all do. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we um, all do. That's yeah. just being human. I think when I have my, my moments of doubt, or I'm maybe feeling low for whatever reason. I like to go easy on myself. I've like I've learned to go, allow myself space and time to actually reflect on where the core emotion of that moment is actually coming from. Mm. And it can be scary, but it's a really good practice because the more I understand myself and the more I learn about where I've come from, what my core beliefs are, and all of that the stuff that affects who I am as a human being. It allows me more compassion for myself and allows me to just maybe not go down those those dangerous spirals that our head can go down in bad, you know, I've had really bad mental health, so I had to do a lot of work on this. But it, it's okay to have those mm-hmm. moments and just remember that we'll keep going forward. And like, if you're a songwriter, you've probably been in a really bad moment and had a broken heart and all that sort of stuff because <laughs> that's where the best songs come from really yes and, yeah you know it's just about moving forward and I don't know I think a lot of my songs and it, I think everything I do is all about hope really it's like mm. it, like I've actually my I'm I'm releasing my first EP which I recorded yes in that's awesome Yay. Kind of like I was in the middle of recording the final bits as lockdown was happening. And so like I did go into a low mood state and higher anxious state around that time, mm-hmm. I think, along with the rest of the world. And it's exciting that I'm going to release it because this this first group of songs that I'm releasing mostly are from songs that I've written over the last 10, 20 years when I was going through really poor mental health. And I've just been mm-hmm. finished writing about what the songs are about. And my my first song that the, is coming out as like the single for an EP, you know, how you do a single for an EP. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally called Find a Better Day and it was something that I wrote when I was completely hopeless and at my lowest of low and the only thing I could do was play the guitar, sing a song and just wait until I found a better day. Like, and that's that's a whole song. It's a really fun and upbeat song but it's actually about like depression <laughs> and just feeling like I have nothing else but music yeah. and hope so no that's that's yeah. awesome i can't wait to like check that out and um yeah please keep me posted on like when it comes out i'd, I'd seriously <laughs> love to check it but no i also too like um you know i feel like with this whole you know covid19 thing that just kind of the whole world is facing i feel like to be a musician like you were saying you're in the studio you know and you were you know um you know recording and all this stuff and it, it, it's just, it's really weird right now to be a musician, 
it's very strange. And, um, I just applaud you for still going into the studio and, and doing your thing, you know? Um, and you know, you're talking about mental health and I I think this year, I feel like a lot of people are really struggling with mental health. Um, Mm. you know, just trying to stay positive and upbeat when kind of the whole world is just, you know, falling down around you. It's, um, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. I know, um, when all this happens, I, uh, I was, I was kind of mad because, um, (laughs) I, I, I was like, you know, I, I had been working really, really hard and I Mm -hmm. had released my EP in 2019 and all these great things happened. And I was this year, 2020, I was supposed to be like touring all over the place Mm -hmm. and playing all these shows and doing all of these big things that I had dreamt my whole life, like playing these venues and these festivals that I've always wanted to do. And I was so excited. And then everything got canceled in the blink of an eye. And I kind of panicked because I'm like, well, what, what do I do with my career? How do I, how do I do this? How do I do that? And, and, and it wasn't even just a career anymore. It's like, you know, job loss and, and just all these different things. It's like, how do you handle all that? And I just, I really admire people who have the strength to just stop, put their head on their shoulders and like, you know, just keep Mm -hmm. going and, it's just hard. And I'm sure people that are going to listen to this podcast who are artists are just, they, they relate to that. It's hard to be a musician, Mm -hmm. but I think if we work together and we, you know, encourage each other and you try to stay positive and you, you just got to keep going, it's going to get better, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and be kind to yourself. I think. Yes. Show grace. As humans. Yeah, show grace to yourself and to others. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that if you're not feeling great, you're probably not going to be treating other people great either. And that's normal. <laughs> but yeah. Have compassion. <laughs> I think um, I'm a big believer that humans are, we are so incredibly resilient. Like mm-hmm. we are tough. Even yep. if you don't think you are and you're feeling your weakest, it's probably when you're actually being your strongest. Because we can, but you just, you don't know how strong you are and how resilient you are until you have to be, you know, until yeah. it's tested. And we get mm-hmm. tested. And, you know, sometimes I think like when I was going through some really, really hard times, I would say that I felt so incredibly weak, you know, when I was having maybe horrible thoughts of suicidal depression and just being at that absolute lowest like I didn't want to be here anymore yeah and now I look back at that and I go those were the moments when I was lifting the biggest weight you know I was being Mm -hmm. the strongest I had to be (laughs) yeah and in the time I don't feel it I feel really weak but actually I'm carrying Mm -hmm. the heaviest load and that's when my strength as a as a person is tested and um so if if, yeah if someone's listening and and you're feeling like you're feeling really weak and, and struggling at the moment you're, you're probably actually just becoming a stronger person um, and yeah. being encouraged like that. Yeah. I, I heard no. a really good, um, I, get, I guess you call it an analogy of, um, of just kind of the, the growing pains that when you're at your weakest, um, I heard mm. a, a, one, one of a pastor that I listened to um, at our church, he was basically mm. saying that it's kind of like when you work out, you know, if you've ever tried mm. to like work out and build muscle, um, when you work <laughs> out and you're trying to build muscle, your muscles are going to hurt. You're going to be really, really sore, but afterwards Mm -hmm. you're going to build a muscle, 
you know, so mm-hmm. it, it's just kind of that you got to get through the burn. And that is when you're lifting your biggest weight and when you're, you know, trying to push to, to get through it, you know, it, it, it's just kind of yeah. part of the process. So just be aware of that mm-hmm. if you're going through something. Even if as a songwriter, you, you learn, or I, in my experience, I've learned, like we said before, you're not always going to get something great. And mm-hmm. I think when you're young and you haven't practiced a lot, that can be really hard to, to be yeah. like, oh, like isn't everything I write amazing, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and and actually being humbled in that. And um, yeah, like it, it, it gets better. You learn how to maybe not be, not realistic, but just taking each moment as it is. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Um, what's the best advice that you've ever been given? Um. I, <laughs> my, uh, my grandfather was basically a, he was a hard, hard working man. And he mm-hmm. always told me when you think you've worked hard enough, work harder. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that I've really, uh, you know, people say things to you when you're a kid and you're like, yeah, right. Okay. But, um, you know, something that I've learned is I think, especially like, you know, with music and, and just my art is I've really taken that, you know, to, to, I've taken his advice to heart. And I think, um, you know, sometimes I have to, you know, clearly balance it because I, I, I know for myself, I have a tendency to be a little bit of a workaholic, but luckily Mm -hmm. I have really great people around me that are, you know, when I get a little crazy, they're like, Hey, come on. Um, (laughs) you know, and they, they kind of calm me back down, but I think that is really such great advice, you know, because what he was saying is do your best and then do it better you know, work mm-hmm. hard and then work harder. So, um, I think that is probably the best advice I've ever gotten. That's awesome. I do like, you know, work hard at what you're doing because it takes good hard work and talent. It does, you, know, yes, you can't have one for sure. the other. You need both. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would like to add to that. And I believe in not just working harder, but working smarter, always yes. be learning. <laughs> yes. Um, and the smarter you get, the more productive your hard work will be. Uh, you no, you're so on it. I am um, again, <laughs> sorry to get honest and, and vulnerable. Gosh, I'm just talking, it's... talking about all my emotions today. Um, That's what this show's about. <laughs> great. Great. Well, no, I mean like just, just to be honest and like, you know, I'm saying this. So hopefully if someone's listening, like hopefully this will help them. But yeah. when I first moved to town, you know, it's like, I didn't, have a place to live. I didn't have a job. I knew nobody. I wanted, I came here to write songs and I threw myself in with this whole attitude of like, I'm just going to work so hard and I'm going to reach this goal and I'm going to do this and that. And I, I worked so hard. I would work 16 hour days. I worked seven days a week. And I did that for a couple of years. And I guess you can argue and you can look at what I accomplished and go, well, you were successful. But what ended up Mm -hmm. happening is after I released my EP and, Mm -hmm. you know, I came out as an artist, um, um, I didn't, I didn't expect for this to happen by any means, but, um, my EP charted on iTunes on the top 100 country albums. And so we charted at number 60. And so basically I sold the day my record came out, I sold 10,000 copies and I don't have a label. I don't have a budget. I don't have any of these things. That was me and my hard work. And mm-hmm. what ended up happening though, is why all these great opportunities came, I was so tired 
and I was so Mm. worn out. I wasn't enjoying writing songs anymore because I was just so burnt. You know, I was exhausted. I, I was not thinking smart. I was just working and working and working. And so I, Mm. I took a break in the summer of 2019. I took a break and, um, for music and I got a puppy and just kind of hung out Mm. and took a breather. And when I came back to music a couple months later, I, 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 I realized that you have to basically not only work hard, but work smart, like you just said. And I completely redid the way that I approach my art and my career and everything. And it was Mm -hmm. like the best decision. And even during quarantine where it's like, okay, you know, you're not going to go play shows and X, Y, and Z. I've, I've taken the time to, instead of, you know, just kind of being down and depressed about it to be like, great, what can I do to get better at my craft? How can I, Mm. um, take this time to rest and prioritize what's important to me? How can I, you know, utilize this time, but you just can't work yourself into a frenzy. You have to be smart about what you're doing. And when I, when I came back from my break and I started approaching my career in a different way, so many doors were opening for me that I had always been trying to open and they just naturally started opening. Yes. It's amazing. Mm. And I wish, I wish I would have learned that. Like what you just said, I wish someone would have like told me that and explained it to me years ago because, um, (laughs) I, I I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just so tired and burnt out. And so Mm. that though is life changing. You know, I don't know if I would have, I would love to say, Yes, I'm very easy and teachable yeah. and I probably would have listened, but I mean, you know, who who knows? And I think yeah. I think part of the reason, you know, like I said, like I'm kind of a workaholic and I know it, but mm. you know, the difference we, between we are kindred spirits. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, well, and I think some of it too is like I love writing songs. I love yeah. being an artist. And so yeah. sometimes when you're when you love what you do, it can literally like overtake you in a lot of ways, you know? And so that's why, you know, something that I have now that I didn't have a couple years ago, which I think makes the big difference is one, a, I am self-aware of it Two, Mm. I have amazing people around me that know me so well that when they see me start to kind of go off on my workaholic train and kind of like not make smart decisions or whatever, you know, they politely and lovingly say something to me. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And, Amazing. and so having that support, it kind of has made all the difference, but yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of life changes in the past. I say year or two that have really, I feel helped me be a better artist. You know, yeah. like I've noticed the product that I put out is better. I feel like I perform better because I'm so much more able to focus. And it's, it's seriously, when you understand that concept, it is life changing. Yeah, it's so hard to know that you need to learn something or change something unless there is a a real reason to. And this is where the whole pain thing comes in is Mm -hmm. that often unless we're in pain, we won't do anything to fix it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if if there's there's a rock in your shoe, you'll take your shoe off and you'll take the rock out. Um, It's very rare that you'll just keep walking with with a painful foot. Um, Whereas if, you know... Yeah, it, it's it's an analogy I've heard a lot of, and mm-hmm. it's not nice to to have to like experience pain. But pain is an essential part of being a human. We experience pain often 
when we're actually going through, like we said earlier, growth, it's like we're going around in circles. Yeah. I can see the theme going for this podcast. I know, right? Whatever it is that's coming up. It's like, yeah. you've got to suffer. You don't have to suffer. You've got to suffer. Yeah, you, no, no, no. Yeah, not suffer, um, but, but you're right. Like the pain, uh, you, you have to go through it in order to get to the next step, like to, to better yourself, to proceed. That's just kind of part of life, it seems. Yeah, I've definitely been humbled plenty of times and um, mm-hmm. it's not always the nicest experience. Yeah. But I think I've definitely gotten used to it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, me I, too. I, I've learned to laugh at myself, especially like as a performing artist, you got to, you've got to definitely learn to laugh at yourself because you mess up. Oh, yeah. Well, you just got to go can't. with the flow. The show continues. Yeah, you can't take yourself. I feel like you take yourself seriously, but you're just human. You know what I mean? And and like I said, (laughs) I think people like the audience, I think when you make a mistake, you know, or or something happens, which it's going to happen, we're all going to make mistakes. You know, it's like, if you are cool with it, they're going to be cool with it. (laughs) You know, it's just, I I laugh at myself all the time and people don't even know why I'm laughing on stage. And I'll be like, if I'm laughing on stage, it's because I just messed up something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I just, I just laugh and I keep going. Yeah. Um, so most of the time, especially if, if I'm singing original music and people don't know the songs and stuff, then like they don't know that I've messed up something. But I yeah. do, and I'm such a perfectionist. <laughs> oh, so, I know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you know, kind of like a lot of what I've been doing before quarantine was I started playing with like a full band a lot, and it was something yeah. that like I was trying to you know get better at doing, and it, it's so much fun and stuff. But you know, every show that I play, um, I kind of feel like. I mean, the show would go miraculously well, but I would get off stage and I'd turn to my fiance and be like, that was really great, but I messed up, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, yeah. I messed up, blah, 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 blah. You know? And it's like, we all make little mistakes, but nobody really realizes it. And it's like, we nice. want to be perfectionists, but again, we're just human. And I feel like yeah. every show, I don't know of any artist that has ever said, oh, that was the perfect show. Like I hit every note. I nah. was right on time. Like it just yeah. doesn't happen. Got my whiskey on ice, my favorite vice, gonna spice up the night. Grab your lighter, roll your smoke, girl, them lips have never been hotter. Feel the heat off your skin, I could never get enough of this. And What about a new songwriter starting out? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them? I would say... Um, if you want to start writing songs that something that I think really helped me kind of really get into it is I would listen to like podcasts like this one. I would listen to, (laughs) um, seriously though, like, you know, it's, I feel like sometimes with, with music people like, like you were talking about, you know, being a doctor earlier. So it's Mm. like, if you want to go to med school, well, what do you do? You go to, you go to, you go to med school, you, you go and you Mm. study it. And so for me with music, you know, if someone's like, Hey, I really want to get into songwriting. What I always recommend is like, great, go study the songs that you love and admire and had wish you had written. Mm. And then you mm. go listen to podcasts like this one, or, you know, you join uh songwriting communities. There's, there's so many yeah. amazing ones. Um, one that mm. I'm a, a big fan of is like Songtown USA or NSAI yeah. or any of these, any of these and go learn how to write songs you know, join these groups, listen to podcasts, educate yourself and start doing it immediately. You know, Mm. figure out what your strengths and your weaknesses are, what you need to improve on, you know, 
get feedback from people that you, you know, not just from anybody, but that you admire what they do, you yeah. know? And, um, and, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, so many people, th- there's no such thing as a perfect song. I don't even know what a hit song is anymore. Like what, what is that? <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. Someone with a big marketing budget. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And, and so pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Like if you have a lot of money, yeah. like, yeah, any song could be a number one song nowadays, but, um, but you really, you can't be a songwriter unless you write a song. So go make yeah. your first, go write your first song and keep doing mm. it and you will get better. Like study your craft, you know, take that time to just study because, you know, I, I always love listening to podcasts and like I read I love to read books. I'm, I'm honestly kind of a secret nerd, um, basically, but, um, Me too. but it's well, like, not a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I love learning things, I guess, especially when it's things yeah. about like what I love to do, but yep. you know, I always find it fascinating to sit and listen to like, you know, songwriters that I really admire, like, and mm-hmm. some of them may not even have like big hit songs, but I'm like, you know, I can go one of my, I always say my songwriting hero um, is Brandy Clark, if you're familiar with her music, but, um, Oh, please go listen to Brandy Clark. I will, I will send you a link after this to her Spotify, but she, she's not very well known. She's written a couple songs for other artists that are big. And then she came out as an artist and, um, her songwriting just blows me away. Do you have a favorite song? Do you have a greatest fear? Do you have an angel and a devil who whisper in your ear? What's your worst day ever? While you're at it, what's your best? Do you think it's one big accident? Maybe one big test. And so I, you know, people make fun of me, but I sit and listen to every interview that she does because she's such a prolific songwriter. Almost every interview, she talks about her writing style and she talks about how she writes songs. And to me, it's like, I want to know how she comes up with what she comes up with. And I'm studying it because I just think it is such brilliant work. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, teach me, you know, teach me your ways. I, I would love to write songs <laughs> like, like Brandy Clark when I grow up, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah. but I learned so much from like listening to podcasts like this one or, you know, just, you know, studying people that I admire. I just, I, I really learn a lot from it. And I think it's so helpful for people that are trying to become songwriters to learn how a songwriter thinks. That's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm I'm just learning because I, I love to learn. I'm a bit of a researcher. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> and and by doing this and having these conversations, um, not only do I get to just soak in the amazing wisdom that everyone that comes on this show is, but I'm just learning different lives and where people come from and and how we tick and how we get into that songwriting. I mean, everyone's different, but there's also something that connects us over it. And then I'm I'm loving the fact that I can, through this world of podcasting that I'm discovering, that I get to not just learn for myself, but I get to share that with anyone who wants to listen. Yeah. And that's, it, that's so exciting that like, um, I feel like I'm reading the textbook and writing it at the same time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, that makes total sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm loving it. And I am I find, I think my songs are getting better. Just my practice. Like I'm reading books as well. And mm-hmm. I'm talking to different songwriters and learning every day that I do this. And I feel like 
every time I write a new song, each 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 one's better than the last. You know, the more I learn, yes. they keep getting better, and um, it just makes me so excited. And that is, and like the yeah. songs that I'm releasing this year, songs I wrote like ten years ago, and now I'm like, well, that's just who I was. I kind of just want to release it now and then move on to the next lot. <laughs> oh, but, totally. Um, that's a creative mind. If you're like me and you want to just release everything straight away, um, yeah, that's that's normal. That means you're creative. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, there is a process. I've I've spent a lot of this year actually doing um, like a lot of music business courses as like independent artists and awesome. Oh, there is so much to take in. It's intense, but yeah, it's important. Mm. But again, mm. kudos to you though for actually taking the time to learn the business portion because I mean to me it's all about the song you know it's all about the art Mm. but I also understand that I do work in the music business and so I try likewise to sign up for webinars read books listen to podcasts because Mm. I I want I want my business to be you know to reach its full potential um and so I need to be educated on the business portion just as much as I am the, you know, the musical portion. Um, and it's, it's a lot of work and there's so much to take in. And, but the fact that you're, you understand that, Hey, I need to educate myself on this. I think is so powerful because I don't think a lot of people have come to that realization yet. They they will, you know, but it's, it's something that I think is so important to invest that time in learning. If, if you're an artist of any caliber. Well, like you said, the song for me, the song is the most important part. Because that's mm-hmm. that's the heart of everything I'm doing, right? Least. And I think everything that any music industry is doing is, is yeah. the song. It's all about the song. But the song is useless if it is on a CD in your garage in a box where no one knows about it and no one can hear it and no one can experience so true. it. And be a part of that. So I mean, the the, the music industry is, is so important. It's like this marriage, you know. And my husband is like my my partner and he is like IT focused and business he's a business consultant and he understands all of that stuff. He's a project manager. Yeah. It's such a good partnership because he project manages all my great ideas. <laughs> well I think they're That's all great, awesome. but you know he helps me <laughs> he yeah. helps me like focus that energy into getting completion and, and working together and, and he does the details and I do the bigger vision stuff. But that's that's kind of what it is between like the songwriter and, and the industry, and we mm-hmm. have to work together because if we don't mm-hmm. have the industry, the songs will never get heard. Very but we've true. also got to have the songs to be heard. So you know we've got to love each other and work together. Yeah. If you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, Brandy Clark. Brandy yeah. Clark. Yeah. Um, I. The reason why is I. I basically love songs. I love songwriting and I've just never, I've never heard somebody's songs that like reach me in such a way has what her music does. Like her songs, like they make me laugh. They make me cry. Um, they're so, they're so brilliantly written and also executed that I immediately after listening to one of her records want to go and write a song right away because I want to write better songs. Like it just, it really, I don't know if it's something, yes, exactly. It is just something that just inspires me so much. Um, and not that I want to like copy what she does by any way or form, 
but I, I'm very, very much influenced by her writing style. And, um, it's just something that really amazes me. So if, that's uh, really cool. yeah. So, I mean, if I ever got to write with Brandy Clark, I'd probably, uh, fan girl, uh, a little bit, <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's like, I, I would treasure that song forever and always, you know, because, um, I've always said if I could be a fly and on the wall in that room, when she's writing those songs, I just, I just mm. want to know how she does it because it just inspires me so much. And I'm just so amazed at her writing technique and how, you know, how does your brain come up with that? Like, how do you get these ideas? Um, so yeah, Brandy Clark, hands down. Beautiful. Cool. Thank you. And what are you doing at the moment? How how are things going over there? Have you got any music or gigs or anything kind of lined up? Or? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, you know, I had a bunch of gigs, um, like festivals and different shows, and those were canceled this yeah. year in 2020. But um, all of them are looking to be rescheduled for 2021. So um, right now okay. I'm kind of just working with, you know, my band, and we're um, getting a, a nice, really cool new show set up, kind of taking the downtime to – improve our, our live show. So we're doing that and, uh, gearing up for 2021 and I'm doing a lot of writing, a uh, lot of, a lot of writing right now for myself. And we're starting to work mm-hmm. on a new, new EP, um, which I'm pretty pumped about. And, um, also just doing, you know, just lots of, uh, lots of stuff, just, you know, trying to, you know, take this downtime this year. Um, and just, like I said, get ready for, you know, the big tours we're going on next year and work on new music and just kind of, you know, work on our craft. I've, I've picked up a couple new instruments, uh, during quarantine and I'm pretty happy about it. You know, I picked up a mandolin and, uh, mandolin. Yeah. And then I've, I've always wanted to play slide guitar and I thought it was going to be really, yeah, I thought it'd be so cool. I'm like, I want to learn how to play slide guitar. So, um, I, uh, I got a slide and I, I, I've been working on it and I thought it was going to be real easy because I'm like, Oh, it's guitar. Like I, I, I like guitar. Guitar is oh, really? cool. Yeah. No, it's really hard. Um, yeah, I think it is. Cause I think it's really hard. <laughs> it, it's a lot of control. So, so yeah, but <laughs> I'm really excited for once I get it down pat enough for in my new live show when I can pull out a slide and, um, hopefully not mess up and impress some people. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, just, I'm like really, I'm really, really happy right now. Like I have a lot of new cool things in the works and, uh, I feel like right now it's just a time to like prepare myself and just kind of grow a lot and just learn new things. And it's just, it's a good time in life. It's not what I expected, but it's a great Mm. time. And you sound like you have a lot to look forward to. And that's something that my husband is always telling me is if you are feeling low or a bit lost, which you know, I was feeling at the start of lockdown, having something to just something to look forward to. It doesn't have to be huge, even like a holiday, you know, Yeah, (laughs) having a holiday to look forward to in the future is just so good for your mental health. Um, Oh, totally. So yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Well, I'll keep posted um, for those new songs that are coming, a new EP. Yes. And um, when I can travel, I wanted to come back to Nashville this year, but um, obviously that's not going to happen. Um, but that's okay. I get to, I'm, I'm actually meeting so many more people via podcasting anyway. Like I'm Canada and UK and LA and all over Australia. And I never would have done that, but just by touring or self-development. So um, I guess yeah. everything happens for a reason, you know? 
Oh, it it totally does. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure like by the time that, you know, you're able to, you know, come over back here to Nashville because of the podcast, I mean, you're going to know so many new people, like it it will be Mm. crazy. It'll be crazy. Um, I'm looking forward to, I'm hoping that I will, when I do get back to world of touring, whatever that looks like in the future, that I'll be able to just catch up with people and and do co-writes and hang out with people that I've already met. So um, yeah, and I'll definitely have you on the list as one of them. So oh, please um, do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, sharing your beautiful story. And yeah, I'll, I'll put your songs in all your socials and everything so people can follow you on Spotify and um, Instagram and Facebook and all that sort of stuff. Um, Great. In the description. So yeah, please support Ashley Taylor and her beautiful music. and. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was like so much fun. Thanks for joining our songwriters, Tris, today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, follow us on Facebook or Instagram and subscribe. To contact me or learn more, visit my website, www.ray-lee.com. <laughs>